and welcome to Catching Up with Shay and Shan. I am Shay. And I'm Shannon. Hello, Shan. Hello. I almost <laughs> said I'm good. <laughs> I, I was thinking for like 20 minutes of saying, and I'm Barbie. <laughs> but I'm I was Barbie. like, I didn't even see the Barbie movie, but it's pertaining I... to what we're going to talk about today. So. Yes. So today, this is a rundown. Okay. We're going to do some little pop culture updates because we're pop culture girlies and we haven't talked about this in a while. And this is pertaining to the Barbie movie because I feel like the Barbie movie, everyone is like realizing that things that girls like aren't dumb. Yeah. Like that's how I feel about pop culture. I don't like I know that it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I need to stop telling myself like that I'm stupid or dumb because I like pop culture. No, literally every time I reference the toast um our pop culture podcast i'm like so i listen to this like dumb pop culture podcast and i it's totally stupid and it's like just super dumb no literally it's so fun it's my favorite podcast ever so i'm like um why do i act like this is stupid it's like what i look forward to every day it's so funny literally anyhow so we're giving some pop culture updates and then we're gonna we're gonna give our reviews on barbenheimer um We've both seen Oppenheimer. I've seen Barbie. Shan desperately needs to see it. Desperately. I am. I need to so bad. So we're just going to chat about it. You know, we're going to give our thoughts, feelings, opinions. Our, I (laughs) really go through phases with my brain where I am very like, I'm always a feminist, you know, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I'm like cringe millennial, like, girl power you know like on the verge of getting a girl power tattoo and that's how i feel right now so i'm sorry if i'm a little extreme but this is how i feel so no i heard the barbie movie was very cringe millennial but i think that that's good because i think that if you like you see that and like the media can be cringe millennial but what you take away Mm -hmm. like you're not gonna be like saying the whole monologues that she said your daily life you know but you can keep it with you you know yes exactly you can just know um yeah it it hyped me up so hopefully we can hype hype all our other girlies up well shay i have a life update and well one i am a running girly and i think that it's just like i'm following the trend i don't know if you've if it's just my for you page or if everybody is going through a running phase but i feel like running is getting bigger don't you think like people are getting back into running I feel like that too, but I also feel like I have been talking about it more because Casey's in his running phase and I feel like it's getting bigger on my for you page too, but I don't know if it's just because I'm talking about it or, but there's that Renee chick that we both follow Mm -hmm. who is like running queen. And there's a few like other running influencers and obviously there's like the hardcore runners, but I think there's a few really big like running influencers where they're not like stereotypical like marathoners, Mm -hmm. you know, Yeah, they're like really cutesy kind of anyway. Not that you can't be cute and run a marathon, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm in my running era because I think, okay, before I think it was strength training and I think that there still are like strength training influencers and girlies, but I think it's people are going back into running. I think you're right. Of like with the popular videos. Anyway. I see that. So Austin and I have been trying to run in the mornings, like maybe three or four mornings a week. And when I tell you Friday was the scariest morning I've ever had in my life. I'm terrified. What happened? 
It was 5.30 in the morning, dark outside. I was joking because I had seen a skunk on a run one time before. And so I was like, oh, if I see a skunk, I'm going to punch him and, I don't know, run away. Austin, I'm going to join. ask you to join in just a second. We start running. There is a skunk on, right on the side of the road. Cats, and it starts running and I don't know what to do. If we're in a situation where there's an emergency, do not follow me because I was just like running, zigzagging, like trying to get away from the skunk. And Austin is like, it's no, the first one I saw, I said, oh, shoot, it's a skunk. I I whispered it to Austin and I like old lady sped walk, like tried to run silently away. And then Shay, we saw a total of five skunks along our run. Was it five or was it four? What? It was are five. they congregating? What well, are they doing? This is, this is Austin's theory. Austin, will you tell me your theory about why the skunks congregate? Um, it's not a real theory, but I was just telling her that I think they had like a convention and <clears throat> they were just like preparing to meet the skunk god. Because <laughs> they always chase her when she's running. So she's become the skunk god. The goddess so, of the skunk. Anyway, every time I see one now, I'm like, I'm not what you think I am. But anyway. I am not so, your leader. <laughs> I am not your leader. But we saw so many that day. And like, I'll take a possum. A, a possum or possum, I don't know. I'll take a fox. Mm-hmm. I am done seeing the skunks. I'm done. Yeah, no, that's horrifying. I don't know if I've ever encountered a skunk outside of my car. In, it was inside your car. Oh, no. no, like I, no, I yeah. ran over two skunks once. At no, once. I, I'm pretty sure I was there. Oh, I actually feel like you were. Um, it was about the raccoons because I feel like that was also the conversation where we realized someone in our car, to not be named, realized that raccoons were real animals. <laughs> Uh, the memories are vague, to be honest. But yeah, I don't think I've. They weren't in my car, but I've never been outside of my car in the, in the elements with a skunk. It's terrifying because I just kept thinking like, I we don't live in a place that even has a freaking hose. Like if I lived in a house with like a big yard, like I did growing up, where you mm-hmm. could like take off your clothes, like hose off as best you can, we would be screwed our house would smell like skunk Mm -hmm. i would have to take work off like yeah it would be bad the good thing is austin made a good point that i think they have to spray you pretty directly to like make you really stink yeah that's probably true anyway i've never run in towards that skunk even if they're coming after me oh my gosh anyway that's that's my life update actually horrifying oh my gosh do you have any other life updates no just twerking that's what i call working to make it sound more fun twerking um i got a new life support water bottle that's not what it's called (laughs) emotional support support. (laughs) emotional support it has like oxygen on it (laughs) like an iv (laughs) oh also i have this theory you know how you said you've been feeling like on the verge of sick a lot recently Mm -hmm. i have two i think we got covid like a long time ago like maybe really? when we were together or something mm-hmm. because I'm barely feeling like fine again. I will have like weird things where my throat just feels it like hurts all the time. Me too. But it's like, it feels almost like allergies. Cause it's mostly when I'm like waking up in the morning or going to bed 
or my mouth just feels super dry. It also could be in Texas. There's this Saharan dust like phenomena Dude. that happens that it's like when the winds are right, the Saharas blow into here. I don't know, but it's Sounds been strange. like, I don't feel sick, but my, like in the morning, my throat will hurt. But today is the first day that no throat hurt. I see. I've been going through phases. I'll go through like three days where I'm like, I'm for sure getting sick. My throat hurts. I just feel icky, you know. I keep mm-hmm. saying icky, and Casey's like, "I need better describer words." <laughs> He's like, that "I don't is know what icky." Perfectly is. fine. That I understand exactly how you feel, and it's always at nighttime, and I'm just like, Bleh. but then also we don't have AC, so I feel like that's adding because I'm like so yeah. hot that I'm like, is this just in my head? Anyways, but then I'll go three days and be like, fine, and then I'll mm-hmm. come back. So that is a a valid theory. I will take that into account <laughs> because I feel like it's been this whole summer. I've been kind of going up and down, up and down. Yeah. Same. But I've never got like, I think I got sick right before we came to Utah. Yeah. No, I remember that. It's Sorry. fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting two and two together. <laughs> anyway. I'm dead. Okay. Oh. Well, do you have any other life updates other than feeling icky? Um, thing number one, I got a new phone and it's pathetic, but it has absolutely changed my life. My old phone was literally fine. I'm just stupid. (laughs) No. Okay. So the whole plan. Okay. I got to make this quick, but, um, I had an iPhone 11. Casey literally has like an iPhone six or something and he doesn't care, but he, he's like, he was the one pushing me to get a new phone because he wants like us to have like a nice camera. (laughs) But wait a second. Like, I thought you were gonna give your old phone to him. Yes. Then you so said you got traded. Like, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that was the whole plan. Like, cause he like he's been mentioning it for months, and I've just been like, I'm not gonna get a new phone because you need a new phone. Like, it's just been a thing. And finally, he convinced me like, you'll get a new phone and give me your phone. So we go in just to like get some info. <laughs> we went in like literally three times. It was so stupid, but. Um, and they told me my phone would be a $200 trade-in. And I was just like, oh, it's just not worth it. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, like I'll just give it to Casey. And then, like, we go to Colorado and we come back and we're like, okay, I think we're ready. Like, because we just really want a nice camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we go in and they're like, yeah, your phone will be a $700 trade-in. Which made the new phone three hundred dollars which turns out to be eight dollars a month and so we're like this isn't a question <laughs> but so now like well i had to like bring casey into the parking lot and he's like oh perfect we're doing it this is so awesome and i'm like casey you need a new phone <laughs> what? <laughs> what you actually need one and i do not like and we had this whole and he's like no like i really want you to have a nice phone i'm like why like his phone barely functions this is the yeah this is why we shouldn't have married well okay this is another yeah this is another toast ism so everyone just Mm -hmm. needs to listen to the toast true there's plenty anyway but they say pjom like precious gem of a man yes and like that's the that's a problem with marrying a pjom a precious Mm -hmm. gem of a man they're just too nice is that what that stands for or did i just make that up um I have honestly never known like what it actually stood for because they just started saying it when I was listening and I just knew it meant like a really good guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, but, um, he ended up convincing me because we looked up, like he wants like the S E, which is like 
a really just like chilled out version of the iPhone. And they, those are going for like 400 bucks right now. So he's like, it's still way worth it for you to get the $700 trade in. And then when I need anyone, I'll get that. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay. Anyway, sorry. That the whole story was unnecessary. But I got a new phone. And it Yay. is so, like, the camera is so pretty. What color did you get? It's, like, it's called deep purple. It's just, like, dark purpley. Okay. Is it, because mine's blue. Is it, like, the blue version of mine? Or the purple version of mine? I think so. Okay. I don't really remember yours. It's pretty dark. But I can show you later. Um. But we took, like, these videos in the Tetons of, like, these waterfalls and, they like, looked good. these Ma'am. animals that we came across. And, like, they were just, I just love it so much. It's so pretty. Anyhow. Um, also, I went to the Tetons, and it was beautiful and amazing. And we slept in my car because I'm afraid of bears. Bears. Well, I love your I love your life update, Shay. You go to the Tetons in Colorado and see a concert, got a new phone. I got attacked by skunks. <laughs> and sweat my butt off just kidding you win some you lose some i feel like in the winter time will be my time to thrive it will be and i will be dying inside so just you wait except i am in a spiral about the heat wave and climate change so no one talked to me about the future because i seriously am like our kids i want our kids to be able to play outside like anyway i'm spiraling no yep <laughs> it's a whole thing we could get into it someday we will not today not but today <laughs> it is it's threatening i think okay. it's just like because it's my reality every day i'm like yeah i don't know what i don't think i can like survive this i can obviously i'm alive but still anyway but okay. i get what you're saying <sighs> anyhow do you want to give us our our pop culture uh rundown yeah so this is going to be a little segment for all you people who maybe don't listen to the toast, A, because I think they talked about all these stories on the toast, or B, like maybe you don't know a lot about what's going, what's happening on in the pop culture realm. And if you have friends like us that you want to talk to or and like ask them or, or maybe your wife, if there's any men listening, <laughs> I bet the only men listening are our husbands, but then you can talk to us about these things. So anyway, we just have three stories that are kind of popping recently. And my favorite one that makes me feel like I'm a simulation is about Ariana Grande. Okay. I'm ready. Go on. So Ariana Grande is filming wicked, right? And one of her co-stars in wicked is this man. I don't even desire to learn his name. Oh yeah. No, I don't know his name. All I know about him is he was SpongeBob in the Broadway version of Spongebob or Spongebob the musical. So just Which, think of something cringier. You like, can't. It is. I saw a video that was like, this man is the walking version of the ick. And it's true. Like I haven't looked video, up a picture. I need to do it right now. You need to watch a video of him singing Spongebob. It is okay. so bad. Cause he's like using a high nasally voice. Oh, it's bad. What is his name? Ariana Grande, SpongeBob man. That's what I'm searching. <laughs> but apparently, people thought that it was the guy who was the voice of SpongeBob, like on the cartoon. And apparently, his wife has like, and him, they've been getting like threats. <laughs> and he's like, and they like made a statement. They're like, we're like 70 or however old they are. And they're like, it's not us. It's the guy <laughs> that played SpongeBob on Broadway. I was going to say, wouldn't he be old? <laughs> anyway. 
So he's like the walking version of Ick. This man was married and had a one-year-old baby. And they were living in London. He and his wife were living in London with all the cast of Wicked to film Wicked. And he just had the best idea ever to get with Ariana Grande. And so now it has caused... He and his wife are getting a divorce, and now, like, he and Ariana Grande are together. And I just think, I just want your take on this, because I think this is the worst decision a man has made. I don't care about Ariana Grande, because I feel like, I mean, she's going to do what she's going to do, and Mm. she's not going to suffer, because she can have whoever she wants, you know? Exactly. But that's the thing. She could have whoever she wants. I know. And And she's choosing this man. (laughs) This man who had a family. Yeah. Anyway, so what are your thoughts? Well, I just feel, first of all, it's atrocious. Second of all, Ariana Grande, I just feel like in like the gossipy articles and stuff, like they're blaming her, you know, which I partially am too. But yeah. also it's I mean, always the man's half- fault. What have we learned? <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. I think it's half. I think, you think it's, it's half. half. Because like, yeah. Because I think that takes away, like, the importance of, like, female decisions, you know? No, that's true. I, no, I think you're right. But I, I think, think it's always a man's fault. Like, for example, in their, relate, like, marriage, even if she mm-hmm. was, like, not giving him, like, enough emotional attention, it's still 100% his fault. Yes. Because he made the decision. But Ariana Grande also did as well. That is very true. Okay, here's a moral dilemma for you. In these scenarios, like... Well, you kind of just answered this, but I feel like I always lean towards the committed person, the person who was committed that cheated. They are more at fault than the the person who just singularly came in. Oh, okay. So, yeah. What do you think? No, I think so too. And like, for example, in a situation where somebody didn't really know that that person was married, like obviously they had no fault in that. Yeah. But in this case... I think what bugs me the most is that Ariana Grande, like, I feel like she has to know that, like, she just can have whoever she wants. And so it almost makes me, I I think that he, like, has to take the blame, obviously. But also Mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm like, I wonder if he's like, oh, this could last. Like, it maybe if they, like, could stay together and last, like, they could overcome my hatred for this, like, (laughs) situation. Yeah. But they will... They'll never, I'd like, I can't see them staying together. In- no, I can't. And here's the thing. I feel like my view is tainted because I have like this thing against Ariana Grande, which we're about to talk about, like girl power. And this is like the absolute opposite. But <laughs> like when we, when me and Casey were first dating, he knew I loved Harry Styles and I would always be like, who's your celebrity crush? Like, who's your celebrity crush? And Do he, not say it's Ariana Grande. Well, he knows now that he's like, yeah, at the time he said Ariana Grande, and after is that the only female that he knew? Like approximately a thousand conversations, he literally was like, "That's like one of the like only female celebrities that I like thought was semi attractive." Like he's like, I, he doesn't obsess over things at yeah. all. Anyways, and so it sparked this hatred in me. <laughs> no, I totally that I've had for years. And here's the thing: I used to think she was so cool, and I think she's so talented. She really is, obviously, but like. I also think, never mind, that's so mean. <laughs> never mind, I need to stop. But the point is, I have a thing against her to begin with. And so with this, I'm yeah. just like, ugh. 
Like, of course. She's of course. So, everyone's so dumb. But and, anyways. And we recognize that this is, like, our own feelings, that it's not about her as a person. But um, yeah. this was a bad call. And I feel bad because, like, it is hard to have, like, your whole life put on show. Yeah. But it's just, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, even if you were to have an affair, which hopefully no one ever does, you know, like, that's just horrible. <laughs> yeah. But why would you do it for somebody who's, like, does not fit, I don't know, like, your lifestyle? Life. Yeah. She's, well, like, literally, like, a pop singer, and he's Spongebob. Also, like, the child. Like, it's not no, like yeah. he has, like, a teenager. Like, his wife gave birth one year ago. And he's cheating on her. Like, that is trash, trash, absolute trash, <laughs> straight to jail. <laughs> the trash garbage man is here to pick you up. Just kidding. Okay. Anywho, thank you for that we update, can't... I hope everyone knows that this is just, a, like, everyone has their opinion and they're like i i just hope that people know that i'm not like these people are garbage human beings it's just like mm-hmm. this is a garbage situation yeah. i know that people like make their decisions and i shouldn't be like judging them for it but well and obviously we don't know them at all but we can pretend to okay yeah. we can, and this, we can is okay. this is our moment okay <laughs> okay are you ready for story number two yes i'm ready this is another one that i'm very interested in so selena gomez <laughs> and her friend i always france Francia? Fran- yeah, Fran- Francia. Raisa, something like that. She donated her kidney to Selena Gomez a while ago. And then they had like a falling out. And this like last week, Selena Gomez posted on Instagram and told like shouted her out for her birthday. But she wasn't following Selena Gomez. And then people noticed that after she posted for her birthday, Francia refollowed Selena Gomez. I wanted to bring this up because I thought it was a very interesting dynamic, like donating a kidney to a friend. No, and I think I it's wanted weird. to hear your thoughts. Like, oh, I think the most important thing is the Toast Girls brought this up that Selena knew that Francia was a match before she knew. Whereas they said that in normal situations, like the hospital will tell you that you're a match and then will ask you if you want them to tell the person or just to like not say that you're a match so they they know that you didn't deny it. Yeah, exactly. I, well, first of all, it's creepy. How did she know? She's too rich. She's too rich. Yeah. Um, Second of all, I do think that would add a super weird dynamic to any friendship. Like, I, like, okay, let's say I give you my kidney. Like, we've literally been friends forever. And I, would I would never ask. But the <laughs> thing is, like, I would never, especially, like, people I was super close to, like, maybe Austin. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Or, like, maybe my mom. But, like, also, I would never ask my mom to do that. Yeah. But I feel like it would have to be, like, from a relationship that I'm, like already like super close invested like obviously yeah, like, we literally are too, your husband but like i don't even want then it's weird you're yeah even like but with austin it's like okay he needs me to stay alive so like it yeah. makes sense but whereas with you it's like we're like mutually beneficial but at the same time we don't like we don't like survive off of each other does that yes, make sense exactly. so it'd be yeah. weird to be like can i survive off of you it'd feel parasitical in a way <laughs> 
Whereas about let's learn the three types of relationships. (laughs) But I don't know. What do you think? No, I think that's very, very true. I hadn't, I had never had this thought process until hearing this story, but like, seriously, even in the healthiest of friendships, like if I gave you my kidney, I, cause I'm, you know, I'm kind of selfish sometimes and I have some pride in me. Like, I know there would be moments where like you, like, I don't know. Like, didn't want to hang out with me or something. I don't know. And I'd be like, I literally gave her my my kidney. kidney. Yeah. Like, I would, I would literally use it against you for the rest of my life, just even as a joke most of the time. But it'd be like, how's my kidney doing? No, literally. Like, and even if I didn't like say it to you, I know I'd think it like half joking, half not, you know, like I'm just too selfish to not. And I think everyone is like, we don't really think about it. And so, yeah, I think that adds a weird dynamic to literally any relationship where you know a person at all like a stranger would be the best case scenario yeah and the thing is she was so rich i feel like she could have bought it off the black market or something i don't know like <laughs> yeah no literally like she could have found anyone like she could have i bet yeah. one of her fans would have done it no literally okay why okay whenever they bring up the story or like whenever I read about Selena people like, isn't she like the most followed person on Instagram? And like, she's one of the most famous people. This is what I was I just going to really say. I don't understand why. Like, this I know is what I was just going to say, go on. <laughs> I know like wizards of Waverly place. Like she's has great music, but like, for example, to me, I think Ariana has Ariana Grande has more like popular songs than mm-hmm. Selena Gomez or like Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. She's like literally won an Oscar, all this stuff. But like, people consider Selena Gomez to be way more famous. I don't really understand. Well, that's, I just had this conversation with Kathy. Whoa, Casey. (laughs) Casey. Casey. (laughs) I know. Um, Yesterday, because I was like, how is she the most followed person on Instagram? Like, because I see her as like, like, I think she's awesome. And like, she's really talented, whatever. But like, I see her as like a Disney actor. She used to be an actress. And she, like, releases a pop song every now and then that, like, hits the radio. But I don't think they're, like, that great. They're nothing groundbreaking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, she's, like, the same level of Justin Bieber. Like, obviously, I, I relate them because they dated. But because mm-hmm. he was, like, big when he was little. And he's still big now. But, like, she's not even re- like she's not even releasing new music. She's not married to a famous person. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Justin Bieber, I feel like, should be more famous than her because she, like he's married to Hailey Bieber. He like, I don't know. Yeah. He's released way more music. Like, and I, well, I was just like, this is a random comparison, but I was like, think about people like, like Demi Lovato. She was in a few like cringy Disney shows and she releases a pop song now and then like, I just don't think they're they're like that different. Yeah. But Demi Lovato probably has millions and millions and millions less followers than her. Okay. I looked how many followers Selena has. It's more than the population of the United States. Hold on. I have to look. Because I how was, many like for example I feel like the most followed person should be like Messi because I think he is truly the most famous or like a K-pop yeah like star, internationally you know, like, yeah and I'm sure Selena has a lot of international followers four hundred twenty six million people follow this woman population of the USA and I'm 30, not saying 331 like three hundred thirty one million people live in the United States that is crazy I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it I'm not trying to like bring her down. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, I don't understand how. No, that's how I best vibes from her. Like, when I do see, like, content from her or whatever, like, I just feel like she's a great human. But I'm just like, what sets her apart from all of these other, like, A-listers? 
Like, I, I have always seen her. Like, if I didn't know the amount of followers she has, I would see her as, like, a C-lister. Like, close to the level of, like, like slightly above, like, Demi Lovato or someone like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyways. Well, okay. <laughs> Last story is that it's not really a story. It's just a topic. The season finale of season three, Kardashians, came out. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> I have. I'm not. I think I'm on like episode eight or something. Are there 10 episodes? I think so. Yeah. I think I'm like two episodes behind, but I am like, I'm watching them consistently. I just wanted to warn everybody and tell you if you're going to watch any episode to watch the 10th episode. It is not like, oh my gosh, so amazing. So crazy. But I did cry. I think four or five times. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) which I mean, isn't a lot for me. I think I cry every episode, (laughs) but it was just like, it was just like normal family stuff that they were doing, but it was so wholesome because it was Christmas and it was when Tristan's mom died. Tristan is mm. Courtney's or yeah, Chloe's. Courtney. Yeah, Chloe. Tristan, I always get Courtney and Chloe's names mixed up. <laughs> Tristan is Chloe's ex husband? No, just no, boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah. Um and like he cheated on her, but when his mom died, they just like her and Kim like went and cleaned his mom's apartment. They like took in his little brother has a disability and like, anyway, it is, it's emotional and it's just Christmas. And Chris is designing these doll houses for all of her kids. And at first I was like, this is so stupid. But like when they receive them, you see that like that was because they had a doll, a Christmas doll house growing up Mm -hmm. and they were all just like, it's, yeah it's so it's so good i'm so excited here's the thing the more i watch the more i will defend these women (laughs) like Like, i feel like the more i watched i just thought that they were terrible awful stupid people and they're just not okay they're not and they definitely don't make the same decisions i would make but like they also haven't lived the same life that i have lived you know exactly yeah like i'm not saying that i'm like oh yeah i stand by everything they do like I want to be just like them, but they are like super normal. And I love the show because I, I don't know, it's just heartwarming and Mm -hmm. like interesting. And, oh, and Kim goes to this. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if they do it for publicity or not, but it seemed very genuine. They went to like a women's shelter Mm -hmm. and like talked to everybody and like gave gifts to everybody and it was just like half the episode of them just being like genuine and hanging out with these women and it was it was cool i was crying (laughs) i'm so excited to watch oh my goodness yeah i just watched the episode where they're in the storage units and she's like kanye used to have 32 storage units (laughs) and i and i took it down to one and then it showed how big the storage i know it's like literally a warehouse for one unit but I can't even imagine what she's going through because that was the day her divorce was final and she's, like, cleaning out all his stuff. Yeah. Respect. So sad. Respect, respect. Anyhow, anyway. thank you for those updates, Shannon. I loved that. I, we need to do pop culture episodes more. Maybe once yeah. a month or something we should have, like, mm-hmm. pop culture Fridays or something. I don't know. <laughs> Except we will release it on a Monday. Except it'll be on a Monday. Yeah. Um. Okay. Shall we get into our Barbenheimer yes. reviews and thoughts? Okay. Should we talk about Oppenheimer first since we've both seen it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Give us your. What's your out of ten? So 
I think I would give it a nine out of 10. I was telling Shay, I took a whole one off because of the nudity. A random, like, did you feel like it was a lot? Yeah. Well, yes. Well, okay. Let me just say, I gave it an eight out of 10. And one of the points I deducted was for, I just put boobs, but <laughs> yes, just like, and also for me, it's not even like the nudity that affects me so much, but it's like just the, the scenes in general, yeah. like, and they weren't, I don't know. I just feel like they weren't that crazy, but then they're just having a conversation and her boobs are out, which like you go girl, but also it's just like, why? I don't know. Like. Well, Why are we sexualizing her in this moment when it's so not necessary? No, it was frustrating, especially because it's Florence Pugh, Pugh. Florence <laughs> Pugh, who like was mad over Don't Worry Darling because she mm-hmm. was like, people are just like fixating on this one, like the sexual scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Florence, I thought we didn't like this. Yeah. <laughs> I well, thought we that- wanted to be doing other stuff. That's and one of I, my, sorry, you go. I just read an article where Cillian Murphy or whatever, I don't know how to say his name, was saying that it was integral to the plot, which I can see like the development of their relationship is integral. Oh, definitely. But I don't and think it has to be yeah. like, it's already a three and like half hour long movie. I don't think it has to be like multiple times. Like, I don't know. I was just like, I came here to see a nuclear bomb <laughs> and like, maybe I'm immature, but I also just like, don't want to watch. I don't want to see it. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah i i see how it's like important to the plot but this is what i was gonna ask you like when you before you saw the movie when you were seeing like the press tours and interviews and stuff did you think florence Pugh was like a main character because i totally did i thought she was like co-star she literally has like three scenes like she is not a main character she probably has less than 10 minutes of screen time like yeah, and I get how it's, like, integral, but I feel like they spend a lot more time on, like, the build-up. Well, I guess the movie is about the nuclear bomb, but mm-hmm. if it were, like, a more important part of the story, I feel like they spend a lot of time on his other relationship. Well, I guess it makes sense because they're married for a long time. But anyway, it was just yeah. interesting. I but- just feel weird because, like, in, in the cast interviews and the red carpets and stuff, it literally seems like she is his co-star. Yeah, I don't know. she's not. Except I saw an interview where they were, like, talking and they seriously were like, what kind of drink do you like? Like, the most bland, like, conversation. (laughs) And every comment was, like, zero chemistry, like, hard ice. (laughs) Or, like, like, they hate each other so much hard. (laughs) I can't. Anyway, I think the other, like, maybe if I took half a point off for those, like, random nudity that I was just, like... I came here to see a nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't love the personality of this man. <laughs> and I guess that's just like part of the history of it. And I don't know yeah. if that's how he acted it. But it. I love, I mean, it was just kind of like, oh, inspiring, cool. But it was also like a look into like how people who have done amazing things in history are not always amazing people. Well, that's the thing. Like, you can't have, like, if you're creating a literal bomb to kill thousands and thousands and thousands of people, you can't have, like, that emotional of a personality, you know? Like, oh, no. Oh, no. He was just very dead inside, it felt like. But I think that was, like, accurate to how he probably actually was. Well, and, like, there was that scene where he, spoiler alert, this isn't really important, but 
he gave his baby to his friend Mm -hmm. and his friend was like, I understand like it's the price you pay for like the gift you have. And I'm sure if you like think in that way, such a mathematical methodical way, Mm -hmm. like you can't have room in your brain to have like emotional skills, (laughs) you know? Oh yeah. No, but it's also so sad. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So back to, I gave it an eight out of 10. Okay. One point docked for boobs, one point docked for confusion. Here's the thing. I don't actually care about the boobs that much, but like we're saying, it's just like, why, you know? Yeah. And the confusion was, I wasn't like, there was nothing I was deeply confused about. Like, I feel like I got it, but there was so much timeline jumping to like four different timelines. And then also so many characters that were mentioned like once at the start and then ended up being like integral at the end. Yeah. And you're like, I was supposed to remember that name. Like, you know, like I definitely got it in the end just because of like context and stuff. But I just think they could have simplified a little bit. Yeah. And Um, there was an article that I read that I think would have helped if I'd read it before, but it was talking about how like black and white is from outside of or Oppenheimer's perspective and color is in his perspective. Yeah. That took me a minute to get. And then like, I think it took me a minute to get that there were two trials happening at separate times. It wasn't until towards the end when they were talking about how he influenced the trial. Also, Robert Downey Jr. is looking kind of old. Oh, he looks ancient in that. But, like, then you see him in interviews and he doesn't look. Yeah, I'm sure it was, like, whatever. He did really good being the bad guy. Yeah, he did really awesome. Mm -hmm. Anyways, (sighs) so I really liked it. I left feeling like, why don't I do more math? Like, why don't (laughs) I, why am I not passionate about anything? And then literally the next, or that week... I had training at my work for like our math program and I love math and I did like the training, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, that's why I don't do enough. That's why I don't do more math. That's why I didn't major in any math because like my peak is like calculus is pushing it. And after yeah. that, <laughs> I'm just not an abstract thinker. And that's like how people get good at, I don't know, like chemistry. You have to be able to envision something that you can't see, which yeah. I don't, I'm not good at. Same. So. I feel the same. Anyways. Um, also, I feel like if you're going to see Oppenheimer, like I do feel like it would like serve you well just to like learn a little bit about like the bomb and such beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like I was like much more interested in this movie. Okay. Two reasons. One, because my brother-in-law and my sister live in Los Alamos, which in the movie. They built the town. Yeah, they literally, like, build this town in the middle of nowhere around this lab where they're building the bomb. And my brother-in-law works at that lab now, which obviously it's, like, bigger. And we don't know what he does, fun fact. (laughs) Um, But, like, the town literally still has, like, one road in, one road out, and there's, like, guard towers on either side of the road. And it's all government housing. Like, it's still, like, it was all built for the lab and it's super interesting. So I've been there a few times and they have a really cool museum. And there's one where there's like an exhibit in the museum where you can watch, like, I think you could YouTube this, like when they first tested the bomb mm-hmm. and it's horrifying. Like you see like the explosion go off and you hear like the actual Oppenheimer's voice. And he's like, what have we done? Like, what have we done? Like, he just sounds so devastated and it's genuinely horrifying. 
<laughs> well, no, that was my like favorite part of the movie is because just like you could the emotional conflict and the mm-hmm. ending was so good. I mean, I'm not gonna say it, but yeah, everything everything was so good. The emotional conflict. It was interesting the way they portrayed like President Truman, and I feel like I don't know it. I feel like they were like Oppenheimer was a good guy, this guy was a bad guy, you know, like mm-hmm. he was the one that made a decision. I don't know. Who knows? I need to learn more about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. But we just have to remember that. What do they say? Like history is like written by like the winners of the story. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And like. True. I'm sure Oppenheimer from Japan's perspective would have been pretty horrifying. Yeah. (laughs) But like, yeah, I don't know. I was definitely invested. And then also this lady from, I remembered this literally like walking into the movie. We used to go visit this lady on my mission in Tennessee Mm -hmm. because one of the labs was in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, which was near one of the areas I was in. And um, she was literally like 103 or something like that. She was ancient and she had outlived like a bunch of husbands. Like she was a baddie and she worked on the Manhattan project at, <gasps> You're um, at Oak Ridge, the lab. And I can't remember if they were doing plutonium or uranium, but literally it was a bunch of like 19 year old girls who they just had like pushing buttons and doing all of this, like, um, like mundane things to like generate this uh, uranium or whatever. But they didn't know what they were doing. And I remember her telling me that, but I didn't really understand at the time because I was pretty young and didn't understand the Manhattan Project. But I just remember her saying, like, we genuinely didn't know what we were doing. Like, we just knew we were, like, making something important. And one day they, like, shipped up, like, a bunch of trucks came and took everything away. And, like, a week or two later, like, the bomb went off in Japan. Yeah. And then they were like, oh. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I think that history is so interesting because it's so... Everything I say just sounds so stupid, but whatever. I was (laughs) just going to say history is so interesting because it's so complex to think of the... Just the different perspectives and how people feel in times of terror. Mm -hmm. You know, like how people respond in extreme ways. Because, I mean, obviously it's easy to look back now and be like, why did they do that? But in in a sense, they were like, if we don't make this, like someone else is going to make it. And, like, they will use it on us kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. so. There's so anyway. many perspectives. Yeah. There's, like, the, if you, like, look at it that they were, like, trying to beat the unknown. But at the same time, like, they brought it up in the movie that they bombed a surrendering country. So, interesting. But. Very, very interesting. Yeah. But definitely, like, 100% worth seeing. Like, it was mm-hmm. so well done. Like, cinematically incredible like Mm -hmm. so good and people are like sad about the silence after the bomb and i'm like that's what would happen like i don't know yeah that it was real (laughs) i saw a video in a movie theater where the bomb goes off and it's silent and like you see the explosions happening and then you just hear this lady go in the movie theater (laughs) i'll have to send it to you it was so so funny i saw one it it's probably fake but the timer is going down. He's and as soon as it hit zero, he like farted. Oh, I'm screaming! He's, he's like, I'm gonna do it when the bomb goes off because it'll be loud. Oh, anyway. I'm screaming! Oh my gosh! Oppenheimer, go see okay. it. Also, the fact that they call him Oppie, love it. Yeah, I know. I'm like kind of a cute name for a dog. <laughs> if I like really liked this man, 
Shall we speak but about it, Barbie? Yes, we should. So, first of all, just go see it. Like, to you, and I'm mainly talking to the, you know, plethora of people listening to us right now. <laughs> like, get over whatever is holding you back. I don't care if you think it's cringy. I don't care if your boyfriend doesn't want to go. Like, just go see it, okay? I feel like the cringe, like, people are saying, like, oh, it's millennial cringe, is just another way of, like, making girls feel stupid for liking what they like yes. and saying their opinions. Like, I don't care if it makes you feel cringy. It's true. Okay. <laughs> I will fight about this. So the day that I die. Okay. So first of all, for me, it's a 10 out of 10. I'm so sorry. It's a 10 well, out of 10. I've had the um, Ken song stuck in my head for days and I haven't even seen. It's so, okay. Plot and all of that aside, just like, um, the sets and the costumes and stuff like that are so fun. Like, they're just so fun to observe and to see what they chose. So, like, that's thing number one. Acting is incredible. I really had low expectations for Ryan Gosling because I feel like he's an old man. He was hilarious. Like, absolutely hilarious. Like, incredible. Um... And the other thing is, like, I just feel like it's gotten turned, as everything does in our society, into such a political thing. Like, it's, like, such a girl power movie, and so somehow it's, like, political. People are like, it's anti-man, which I'm like, yeah. that's not the point. But, like, why are, are the point. why are equal rights, like, why are human rights, like, political? Like, why can't we just all want the same, like, opportunities? Like, why is that, like, a party? Anyways. I know that that's a really stupid, naive thing to say, but it, like, that's how I feel. Um, anyhow, but yeah, so many men have been like, if this were reversed, like, I, can I just tell you, like, a tiny bit? I won't tell you the plot or, yeah. like, the ending. Yeah. Just, like, in Barbie Land, at the start of the movie, like, the Barbies are the main characters. They have all the jobs. They run the government. They have these beautiful houses, and the Kens just exist for the Barbies. Like, they just exist as side characters to, like, make them happy, pretty much. Yeah. And so many men are like, if this was reversed, like, everyone would be having a heart attack. But it is reversed in every movie every that's other ever movie, came yeah. out in the history of ever. Like, you have we talked about the Bechdel test? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I know what it is. I hope so, everybody else knows. But. Yeah. It's just... Like, the Bechdel test, like, you can test a movie and see if it has two women, two named women speaking each to each other about something other than a man, then it passes the Bechdel test. And it's only, like, at least once. Like yeah, it's... like, one sentence. Yeah. That's not about a man. And most movies don't. Oppenheimer doesn't. Like, and with Oppenheimer, I excuse a little more because it's, like, historical and yeah. really women weren't involved uh -huh. at that time. And so, like, it makes sense, unfortunately. But, like, most even modern movies that are set in the modern days don't pass the mental test. And so it's, like, most movies are, like, totally catered to men, the audience of men, uh, the opinions of men, and women are side characters who only live and speak about men. Like, mm -hmm. it's, like... Okay, I need to chill. But yeah, and this is—it's like people are just missing out on the abundance mindset. That it's like the point of it is not to be like we need to reverse the roles. Yeah, it's just no. like putting into perspective, and the fact that like everybody can have a place. Exactly. <laughs> you know? It's not 
yeah, I hate that people are like, it's man-hating. It's just, yeah, it's just no, showing it's what it would loving. be like if it was the opposite. Yeah. But I found this article, and I couldn't read the whole thing because apparently you have to pay for the New York Times, which I did not know. Classic. But it's called The Hunger Fed by Barbie and Taylor Swift. And if you can read it, do it. Because I read, like, bits and pieces, like, that I could find, and then I found, like, videos on TikTok. But this is, like... These are some quotes from it. It says, like, both the Eras Tour and Barbie have transcended their genres to become major cultural events. Like, and it's so true. Like, the Eras Tour is not just, like, a musical tour anymore. Like, it and, is like, a cultural event. Like, will they teach event. it in a history book? Like, obviously not. But, <laughs> but still, I feel like still. it's going to be, you know how they talk about, what was the big rock concert? The big what? W. This is w. so sad. The big rock concert starts the W. Oh. Like million Woodstock. Oh, yes. Like Woodstock, it was a concert, but it's a historical it's event. It's a cultural event. Yeah, that's very true. So I'm like, I feel like this literally I bet like a million people will have attended, right? Because if each show plays fifty to oh, seventy thousand. No yeah. Oh, more than a million. Way more. Well, here's the thing, is it actually could be in history books because she's changing the economy like oh yeah she brings hundreds of millions of dollars to the economy in every city she like tours in and she caused an earthquake <laughs> I did saw you that. that yeah in seattle i mean it was only like a 2.3 seismic movement or something i don't know i don't remember the exact like wording that they used but it was registered on yep. the richter scale <laughs> anyhow so okay this article this just like is so obvious but it makes so much sense another quote says an obvious lesson by the gargantuan success of both theirs tour and barbie is that there is a huge unserved market for entertainment that takes the feelings of girls and women seriously i'm gonna cry <laughs> i know <laughs> well it's like I like that they didn't just say an unserved market for like media catered towards women because like there's plenty of like romance and yeah. like but no it's rom-coms like, but actually empathizes with and like yeah takes feelings seriously. <sighs> well, so that got me. I'm that gonna go grab myself to sleep. I've seen lots of videos of people like talking about how they've seen grown men leaving the movie crying. But I've also the new the newest trend that I love is the this is my Ken. Have you seen that? Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, it's like people who take a video of their husband. It's like this is my Ken. He's a he's a pilot Ken. He comes with like his own luggage, and it's like her <laughs> husband is a pilot. Oh my gosh, I'm dead. I want to do one for Austin. You he's my should. optometrist Ken. <laughs> oh my gosh, you should. In his little white lab coat. <laughs> well, I saw a video. <laughs> Excuse me. I want to be the cowgirl Barbie for halloween desperately oh, with the shave this flare. halloween it's, it's gonna all be Barbies. all barbie well i saw this tiktok and she was like i was thinking i want to be the cowgirl barbie when i was watching it and then i got home and i realized gosh dang it everyone's gonna want to be the cowgirl barbie and then she's like but what did i just learn we can <laughs> all be the cowgirl matter. barbie yeah. and then we'll all be walking around on halloween going hey barbie hey barbie <laughs> and it just made me so happy and i am doing it i think that those pants would probably cost a lot of money but i will find a replacement and I will be Barbie for Halloween. I'm going to Google what it looks like. And maybe Casey has to cut his hair. I don't know. Maybe he has to be cut. 
Is he like going to grow his hair out? Oh yeah, there's already a costume out. Oh, that is so cute. I know. Oh Shay, not too expensive. We could get blonde wigs too. Spirit Halloween is already selling it for sixty dollars, but it's out of stock. So the thing is, I have nowhere to go on Halloween, (laughs) but we will be figuring it out. Okay, even if I'm just roaming the streets, I will be dressing up. You will be dressing up. Well, those are my thoughts. Also, the soundtrack is great. Like Lizzo's great. Brian Gosling's great. The Billie Eilish song makes me cry. Yeah, the TikTok (laughs) audio. That's like what. I just love your. (laughs) It's like, oh crap! What did she say? She's like, take my hand and feel, and then it like goes into the Billie Eilish song, and it's. Shannon, I got it. Maybe I'll go see it on Tuesday because I'm begging there's five dollars to see it. Here. And here's the thing: you just can't be one of you just can't be one of those people that's like has huge expectations for the plot or the story or whatever. Like you just have to be able to laugh at it. Yeah. And oh, <laughs> it's so. so good. The moral of this episode is that we are hypocrites because we spent like the first half being like pop culture this this woman is the worst blah blah blah. but i also think it all ties together because that's like something that we're interested in and we're not apologizing for it anymore but we are trying to be kind when we talk about it so i hope everyone knows that we're coming from a kind place when we talk about other people true and trust me i know i don't know those people so i have no right but we also just like to gossip okay let's be real and it's harmless ish I don't think that Ariana Grande is going to listen to this podcast episode. And if she did, I'm sure this is the nicest thing she's heard people say about the situation. That's actually very, very true. Um, okay. I have a very cringy idea and we can take it out if you want. Okay. Tell me. Tell me. But have you heard the monologue? Yes, I have. But you can read it. And then it is, like, all I men know leave. That it's, I know that it's cringe. <laughs> Austin and Crazy log out. (laughs) If you're not prepared to hear cringe, it's fine. But when I heard, and also, if you don't want a spoiler, peace out. But it, like, it made me cry in the movie, like the way it's delivered. And I'm gonna make it sound bad and cringy. Was it the America Ferrera one? Yes. Okay, I love her. I watched uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants on the plane ride home, and that (laughs) made me so like. I was like, I need some, I need like to get closer to my girlfriends. No, yeah, that movie makes me emo in the best way possible. Okay, tell it to us. Okay, this is going to take a sec. I'll try to be fast. Okay. I'm also going to try not to cringe because it's all true. Okay. It is literally impossible to be a woman. You're so beautiful and so smart. And it kills me that this is her talking to Barbie. And it kills me that you don't think you're good enough. Like we have to always be extraordinary, but somehow we're always doing it wrong. You have to be thin, but not too thin. And you can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy, but you also have to be thin. You have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you can't squash other people's ideas. You're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids all the time. You have to be a career woman, but also be looking out for other people. You have to answer for men's bad behavior, which is insane. But if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. You're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be a part of the sisterhood. Oh my gosh, I'm out of breath. <gasps> How did she deliver this? <laughs> There's still more. Okay. But always stand out and always be grateful, but never forget that the system is rigged. So find a way to acknowledge that, but also be grateful. 
You have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard, it's too contradictory, and nobody gives you a medal or says thank you. And it turns out, in fact, that not, not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. This is the best part. Prepare. <clears throat> I'm just so tired of watching myself and every single other woman tie herself into knots so that people will like us. And if all of that is true for just a doll representing a woman, then I don't even know. That's the end of it. Well, so thanks for catching up. I'm so sorry I had to do that. No, I think it's good. It's anyway, so good, go see Sam. the Barbie movie. Go see Oppenheimer and love what you love. And love. Sorry. That's what we said. Just kidding. <laughs> and stop tying yourself into knots so that people like you. That's our moral of the story. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you, Shay, for reading that. Thank you guys for joining us. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any like qu- ideas of po- um, not podcasts, um, pop culture stories oh, yes. that you want us mm-hmm. to talk about or give our opinions on that are obviously great opinions, <laughs> we will. Yes, but just let us know. Anyway, t- catch up with you next week. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's all. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>